Hello and welcome to the journalism.co.uk podcast, a show where we bring you insights from media industry experts to help journalists do their jobs better. I'm your host, Jacob Granger. Today, we're going to learn about growing your news publication on TikTok, a platform often associated with dance trends, but steadily becoming a place for serious news. We'll be taking a look at the TikTok channel of Openly News, a social and digital first news publication focusing on LGBTQ issues around the world with the channel co-host Shivani Darve. Shivani and their fellow host Enrique Anate post a variety of different content every day. News pieces, language trivia, history and explainers, and so on. This has helped to grow the TikTok account to 100,000 subscribers in the space of just one year. But followers aren't everything, Shivani tells me, as you can get big view counts if you can wisely use the features on offer, leverage the trends on the platform, and crucially, lean into what your audience expects from you. We'll be chatting more about all of that, so don't go anywhere. Shivani, welcome to the journalism.co.uk podcast. Thank you so much for jumping on the show. Thanks for having me here. I understand that a little known fact about you, Shivani, is that you got your fingers run over when you were eight years old by ice skates. Sounds painful. Yeah, it does happen. It does happen. The thing that everyone's parents warn them about. Um, yeah, it was a tragic story. But then they, I got taken to the hospital. They got sewn back up. So my fingers are attached to my hand still. And um, when I was at the hospital, it was Easter Sunday. And they gave me loads of free chocolate eggs. So I was pretty happy about that at eight years old. Well, maybe that does soften the blow. But you say stitch back up or stitch back on? Stitch back on probably is the correct phrase to use. But um, hasn't held you back and you've you've recovered and all well and fine now. Yeah, I think it scuppered my chances of becoming a hand model, though. Shivani, let's talk about the uh, main conversation ahead of us today, which is Openly News. Very interesting uh, news platform doing lots of great stuff on TikTok. Congrats on hitting the 100,000 milestone. For the uninitiated, what is Openly? Openly is an LGBTQ plus news platform. Um, we do impartial LGBTQ plus news for a world that isn't. So we cover a whole range of topics from um, LGBTQ plus issues around the world and try and serve an audience that might not be able to find their stories elsewhere. Social first? Social first, social and digital. So we've got a website, uh, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok, which is where I'm involved. Let's be specific. What is unique about TikTok as a platform? I could talk about this for hours, but Basically, TikTok is a space where you can have an unlimited audience almost, um, regardless of the size of your platform, regardless of how well known you are as a brand. And an example with Openly is that nobody on TikTok had heard of Openly News prior to us launching the channel. And we are not a big organisation like the BBC or ITV. And so we didn't have that immediate growth of followers that you've seen some of those platforms have as they've launched their channels. The thing is, is with TikTok, follower count doesn't really matter quite as much as it does on a platform like Twitter or Instagram, because the algorithm works in a way where it pushes out your content, regardless of how many people follow you. And it's more based on people who interact with the post or people who watch the post all the way until the end 
and it's a little bit more sophisticated in that way. Mm. That's super interesting because on the face of it, 100,000 followers in the space of a year sounds very impressive. But what you're saying just now is that follower count is not everything. Yeah, I mean, we had videos that hit over a million views um, when we were really, really small. And I don't even think we had 50,000 followers. Obviously, the bigger the account, the more likely more people are going to see it. And therefore, the more likely it is that videos are going to reach a wider audience. But at the same time, you don't have to have a huge audience already in order to be able to find that audience. So TikTok is a more level playing field for smaller publications to grow quite fast. With clever use of the platform's features like hashtags and captions, you can get your content out to a much wider audience. Openly uses playlists to great effect. This is a feature which sits at the top of your profile and that can group together themes and topics you regularly post about. For Openly, that could be news topics or popular interests like the LGBTQ dating app Grinder. It could be roundups and lists of openly queer politicians. It could be light, fact-based content like pronouns in other languages. It's then quite easy for the user to get more of what they like and to keep swiping for more content in these playlists. A lot of the time people will engage with one thing. So people might be really interested in seeing the representation that there is in politics of LGBTQ plus politicians. And they might want to keep coming back for that. So it basically allows you to put everything in different boxes so that people can easily access what it is that you're trying to make. And grouping them in that way really helps. I think as well, the nice thing is that because the content that we do is so varied, if you go to our profile page, you can see all of that. So it's kind of like a smorgasbord there. You can kind of see the mix and the mess of one day we're doing Qatar World Cup. The next day we're telling you which politicians in Brazil are LGBTQ+. The next day we're talking about pronouns. The next day we're talking about pride. So you do get that whole mix and you can see what our channel is all about and see the wider picture of it. But then if a user is specifically interested in one thing more than another, they can find all of that stuff in one like really easy place just there. Hey there, just a quick one from me and we'll get back to the conversation with Shivani. If you want to sharpen up your TikTok skills, you can also do that by attending our next TikTok online course with Cassie Cho later this month. That's happening on the 22nd of November, and in just two short hours, you will learn all the basics, plus how to define a strategy and make compelling videos for the platform. Visit www.journalism.co.uk forward slash courses to secure your place. Right, let's get back to it. Talk to me about that variety, because if it appears to me that there's very specific formats that you kind of lean towards. So there might be roundups of the politicians. There's like sort of piece to cameras around um, like a news event. And there's, you know, maybe just a clip of, of someone, you know, an outspoken critic of, say, the say the World Cup. So you've got a couple of different formats that you sort of lean towards, right? If I explain it this way, TikTok is a platform that works on video content. For people who don't know, it's video content. The content is an unlimited stream. And so what you're trying to do is you're trying to battle for the attention of the viewers. So it's not necessarily about always getting, you know, my face in the shot to say, I'm reporting on this and this guy has said something over here. Let's cut to that video because you're wasting precious time there. You're wasting valuable attention from the audience there. So we'd put a little caption on it that says like who the person is and what their stance is. So for example, if they were like the ambassador of the World Cup, that's, you know, something we might 
put there. If they were an outspoken critic, we would put that there. So the audience knows what sort of um, place this is coming from. Mm. But then, you know, we are also an impartial news channel. So we want to be able to express all the views that are relevant. So, for example, there was a protest that I went and covered where people were basically outside Downing Street asking the government for better precautions and safety for trans people. This was just after the government announced their conversion therapy ban plans that did not include trans people. And so trans people went and activists went and and were campaigning or protesting for protection for trans people and in that scenario it's great you want the footage people who are around the world who don't get to see what's going on want to actually go and see what's happening which feels like very serious news reporting on a platform that has long been written off as whimsical and not that serious yeah i think um we do cover huge topics we cover um really awful things that happen to the lgbtq plus community uh, things like hate crimes, things like violence. And that's not something that you want to take lightly as a journalist because, yes, the story is the story, but also there are people's lives who are affected by this. And I think as a journalist, you feel that weight in your reporting. The thing that we have found is that people on TikTok do care about accessing serious news informational topics they want to be able to trust their platform that they go to so covering hard news stories is part of what we do it's a little bit like any news organization there are some lighter pieces but there are also more serious and heavy topics and and we are trying to find the balance and and you know I like to think that we've struck it but it might change next week next month Um, we're trying to find that balance of like providing people with information that is hard news hard hitting but also not always being a channel of doom and gloom I think when it comes to LGBTQ plus issues it's very easy to say this is bad look over there something horrible has happened and um, as somebody who is part of the LGBTQ plus community and my co-host is as well we understand the importance of sometimes seeing the positive news stories as well. Openly is funded by the Thomson Reuters Foundation, the independent charitable arm of Reuters. Its mission is to advance media freedom, inclusive economies and promote human rights. You can see that mutual mission in Openly's coverage of the upcoming World Cup in Qatar, a country where it is neither safe nor legal to have same-sex relations, though LGBTQ plus people have been told they're welcome to attend, according to the Qatari government and FIFA, the governing football body. The World Cup has been a huge news story for Openly lately. Millions of views on clips from outspoken critics speaking out about LGBTQ plus rights in the country. Openly will not take their eye off the ball when the event kicks off later this month, and it's thanks to their connection to the Thompson Reuters Foundation that they can continue to do so from the safety of their own homes. We also have this incredible treasure trove of the Reuters archive because we are structured in a way where we manage to use Reuters footage, which is obviously a huge news organisation. So a lot of that footage that we use and will continue to use I'm sure during the World Cup will be uh, from Reuters which means that we don't always have to be everywhere at one point and I think that's really important because for myself and for Enrique who are the two main hosts of the channel 
it would not be safe for us necessarily to go to Qatar, even as a journalist, even though we're apparently being told that it is okay for LGBTQ plus people to come for the World Cup. We don't feel safe. And I think ultimately having your journalists feel safe on the stories that they're reporting on or feel supported is really important. Yeah. And the stuff you've been doing on around the Qatar World Cup, that's the stuff that's really seems to be blowing up, getting the millions of views. The I think there was, you know, gay footballers speaking out about um the conditions in Qatar. Um, other outspoken critics, that, that that's the content that w- which has been doing really well for you. Yeah, I think, you know, it's it's one of those things where there's a huge football audience on TikTok, there's a huge LGBTQ plus audience on TikTok, and also there's a lot of people who who just fundamentally care about human rights on TikTok. And it's constantly a story that is evolving and we want to be there to provide our audience with what is going on when it comes to LGBTQ plus rights in that in that sphere. And mm-hmm. it it does seem to be doing well for us, but I think that is an element of the fact that the people who are engaging are interested in the news. And also, you know, there's a lot of space for debate on TikTok. So a lot of the comments that we'll have, which ends up sort of boosting the video, will be from different perspectives, whether that is people saying, well, don't go to a country if you don't want to accept their culture, um, to people saying, well, it shouldn't be anyone's culture to stigmatise LGBTQ plus people and everywhere should be safe and no one should feel you know, at risk anywhere in the world. And so there are all of these different debates and conversations happening a lot of the time between the people who watch our videos often there'll be a direct question so someone might say is it illegal in Qatar to be LGBTQ plus and we would go in with a factual answer of yes you could be imprisoned for up to seven years but we try not to get involved in the the debating side of things and more just provide the information and let people make their own informed decisions and you, and you can put their question on the screen as well as a, like a direct response to it yeah so sometimes people will say will ask us a, a question that is more requires a little bit more of an explanation than a yes or no answer and there's a caption limit on tiktok so there's only so much you can say so we might have to make a video in order to respond to a particular question and that is all part of the community that we have on TikTok where people who feed back to us with their questions, their thoughts, their opinions on a particular video, then we get to build that relationship with them and with our wider audience. All of this feels quite far removed from what TikTok was initially launched as, you know, this trendy platform, dance videos, et cetera, et cetera. And now we're seeing a lot more news content on it. Do you think from your position, users now expect to see news content on TikTok? Well, I firstly would like to clarify that in our reporting, we do sometimes jump on a dance trend. If it's the best way to tell the story, we'll jump on the dance trend, we'll get all the text box up with all the information, and we can have some fun with it. That's something that TikTok has allowed us to do as journalists, is to be more creative in the ways that we tell our stories. It doesn't always have to be a piece to camera with some B-roll. Give us an example of that, if you would. Oh, um, so an example of that would be um, ILGA Europe, which is an organization that that tracks data of LGBTQ plus people and, and, and figures out where it is and isn't great for them in Europe at the moment. 
um, released a study that sort of ranked the top 30 European countries for LGBTQ plus rights. And that can be quite dry information. But I think they released it around summertime. People are thinking about where to go on holiday. And so it was, you know, a trending song, a silly dance and uh, lots of rainbows. And we just sort of had Malta comes out number one. Britain has dropped three places and is now number 14. You know, those kinds of little informational text boxes just jump out at the viewer. Um, And it's just a way to have some fun with it. Because that feels like it fits in. Yeah, it feels like it fits in. I would also say, like, just make your own TikTok videos about you or what you're interested in or you do the silly dance trends and have fun with it. I think the thing that really comes across on TikTok is authenticity. And so I we made lots of mistakes in this channel when we were trying to make it grow. And we did a lot of sort of straightforward piece to camera. This is what's up you know, here's an image kind of thing that something that is more akin to a traditional news broadcast, but that didn't work. And viewers would see my face and they would think, well, this person's trying to be the six o'clock news or the 10 o'clock news. Whereas when I'm kind of like doing funny angles or I'm like walking down the street and just talking to people, it feels a lot more natural for how they might see me as a person yeah authenticity is the word we hear a lot and you you say you use the word natural there as well does that literally mean letting your guard down um letting go of maybe traditional journalistic norms that we might cling on to and you know what, what exactly does authenticity mean i think with authenticity i think there's a huge amount that can be done in the way that we script our stories you know, I used to work at the BBC, I worked at Radio 4, I worked on the news bulletins desk. And there's a very traditional way, if you work in broadcast news, to tell a story. And that's great because the viewers who and the listeners who are tuning in at six o'clock for the bulletin expect things to be done a certain way and you're giving them what they expect and you're telling them the information that they need to know. With TikTok, it's completely disrupted that system where people expect things to be done a certain way but that certain way is always different based on who you are and is also more layered I'm not authentically myself when I am sat behind a desk saying and coming to you now live from openly TikTok that's not who I am what it is is using the kind of language that I would use you know not necessarily getting so worried about pronouncing all my t's and s's in the same way that you would if you were on a broadcast channel like wearing the clothes that I wear, not feeling like I have to put on a suit and tie and having like just making a video in a hoodie if I feel like making a video in a hoodie or sometimes even talking about things that are personal to me. So I'm non-binary and I'm South Asian. And so sometimes those kinds of things are relevant to the story when reporting on LGBTQ plus issues, particularly around racism or around transphobia. So being open about who we are allows us to speak from a place of authenticity. We're not trying to hide who we are. We're not thinking, oh, look over there. That's where the story is. We're saying like, this is how stories affect people like us, people who are part of this community. 
Brilliant. Can you give our listeners a takeaway tip um, just based on what you've learned from your road to 100,000 followers on TikTok? What have you learned? What's one takeaway tip you can share with us? I would say definitely just try it. There have been plenty of ideas that we've had that have absolutely flopped. And sometimes we have ideas that soar and get us more views than we ever imagined. So if you're kind of doubting like, oh, I'm not sure if I want to make a video about this because it's different to the kind of stuff my news reporting is about, just try it and see if that audience is still there for you for the ride. And if they're not, it's fine. You can make a video the next day and sort of set the algorithm back on the path of whatever it is that you usually cover. But um, for example, we largely cover news, breaking news events and things like that. But then also there isn't always a, a story. So there's a huge following on book talk and so we thought let's try and get involved in that and talk about some of our favorite books that show lgbtq plus representation and um it flopped nobody cared because our audience want the news and people on book talk people who care about books on tiktok had never seen us before so it would have taken us a little while to build up that audience of the book loving lgbtq plus community that's all I can say. It didn't do that well, but we tried it. We learned that lesson. And now we know if we want to talk about books, we do it in a slightly different way or we have a slightly different um, headline or we bring more relevance to why our audience would care about it. Fantastic advice. Shivani, thank you so much for your time today and sharing all of your insights with us. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. So what have we learned today? TikTok is a platform that has come a long way from its early days of dance videos. There's a growing appetite there for standalone serious news, but you will need to dabble with more lighthearted content, popular trends, and clearly marked playlists around your strongest topics. Authenticity is the selling point of TikTok that we hear so much about, and if we strip that down to the basics, it simply means being less concerned with how you come across, being more relaxed with how you speak and dress, being more you. So embrace the hoodies and the glottal stops. But what did you learn today? DM or tweet me at JPG Journalism or my team at journalism.co.uk at Journalism News. And if you'd like to feature on the show or you've got a topic or story you want us to cover on the podcast, do get in touch. I'm on jacob at journalism.co.uk. And finally, if you like what you heard today, you can check out more of our episodes on SoundCloud, Spotify and Apple Podcasts by searching and subscribing to the journalism.co.uk podcast. That way, you won't miss our next exciting episode. But that's all we have time for this week. I've been your host, Jacob Granger. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.